Let's have a sincere conversation about events across the nation and topics for our own morality. Let's openly discuss in an environment of trust where perception is reality. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Perception is Reality, where we like to talk about common misconceptions in the world. Today, I am joined by none other than Miss Amanda Jones. Hello. Hello. Thank you. So if you don't mind, we're a full disclosure podcast. So Amanda is the sister of the famous Jillian Jones, who is famous because she was obviously on this podcast. I mean, we launch careers here. That's what we do. Um, and so uh, I like to harass Jillian for referrals for the podcast, which Linda Healer and there are several others. And now I get to talk to Jillian's sister, Amanda. So thanks for joining. Thank you. This is the first podcast I've ever done. So I listen to them all the time. I've just never been on one before. And well, maybe you'll be famous too. Dare to dream. Dare to dream. Uh, no pressure, but you know, we are going to be heard worldwide. So, um, wow. the podcast is downloaded in pretty much, well, most English speaking countries. So thank you all for listening and making that possible. Um, so yeah, good job. So Amanda, what would you like to talk about today? Um, I think today we should talk about being an introvert in the extroverted world we live in. Is it really an extroverted world? Because I kind of think us introverts, and I'm, I would like to identify to the podcast crew here that I am a, an introvert. I know I'm I've said this before, and so Amanda, sorry, I'm going to go on a soliloquy. I do this a lot, but I sure. promise, just bear with me. So I, I, I've talked about this in the past, is that I'm comfortable on stage presenting in front of thousands of people. I've done it several times, and I'm okay with that. It's when I get off stage and I have to talk to people and things like that one when the introvertedness really comes out, because you can be an introverted person and do a great presentation. You can, but that is absolutely insane to me. I mean, both of those things uh, make me uncomfortable. Absolutely. But especially the being on stage, like my face is turning like hot, bright red, just thinking about giving a presentation to thousands of people. And that's, that's okay. Um, and I, I totally get it. And what I found, and I used to be like that before I used to have to do it, but then what I found is like when you're on stage, really you're, you're alone still. It's hard to explain, but you're, you're alone. I mean, I've done panel interviews where you're up there and you have to interact. Those are more stressful for me. Oh yeah. I'm just doing the presentation that, and just me, me, myself and I, and I'm out there and I am looking at the audience, but they're not interacting really. Meaning they're nodding and you can see some people like making eye contact because you want to do that, but they're not really participating in what would be like part of the conversation, which is strange because when you do a presentation, you really want it to be a conversation that's being picked up. But it's for me, it doesn't trigger my introvertedness. But um, can you see them like with the lights when you're on like a stage? Can you see the people in the audience? 
it depends on the lighting, but you can definitely see usually the first five rows or so, sometimes more. Ooh. What are your presentations on? Oh, usually industry boring stuff. Um, oh, okay. Nothing, nothing. Um, I mean, it's not that I'm not passionate about it. I was going to say nothing, but I am uh, just mostly IT and telecom stuff. Uh, I guess that's got to make it a little bit easier when it's a work thing. Like you're not up there yeah, telling, it's always a, telling yeah. your secrets. No, it's not like Brene Brown and being like um, vulnerable, which, yeah. you know, and she's, uh, I think she's an introvert too. But um, anyway, so yeah, being an introvert is fun. And so what my, so the way I think of being an introvert, Amanda, you can tell me what you think is that um, an introvert for me is like, I can go and put on a show. Like when I'm at a trade show, I do a lot of trade shows or I have to interact. Like I can do it, but I find it very, very draining. Like I get drained and I get drained quick. So I tend to shrink away or I try to shrink well, or sneak really away from the showroom floor or whatever I'm trying to do. And I need time to recoup by myself. Like that's where I get my energy. Is that how you define as an introvert? Like what's your definition? Uh, yeah, I think I would say that for me, it's pretty much the main, the same thing. Um, definitely need the time alone to kind of recoup some energy. And then also like, let's say you're at an event with tons of people. Like you said, I can, you know, I'm very friendly. It's not that I'm not friendly. I'm very friendly. I can go out there and talk to a bunch of people, but I am also always looking for a point of escape. Like, can I go grab myself another drink? Can I go to the bathroom? Is there a place where I can go to kind of hide for a minute before I go back out and start talking to everyone again? Can I pretend faint and have the medics take me out and then I'm gone for like multiple hours? I mean, right. yeah, I, I get it. I, I yeah. do, I plan when I'm, I'm in those situations, I do the same thing. I plan multiple escape routes and that goes like even for family events and stuff too. I mean, oh, absolutely. People, you know, we grew up with, but it's, it can be overwhelming to be around all those people and all that energy and all that hubbub and fuss and. Yes, absolutely. And especially when the point of conversation is on me specifically. You know, when, you know, when there's like a group of five people and everything's kind of bouncing around and we're all talking about each other, but then let's say you go to a family gathering and there's four people looking at you and they just specifically want to know everything that's going on in your life. Uh, that is what truly is exhausting to me when I have to stand there and talk about myself. Yeah, it's like in the movies, right? When and or the olden movies, like you're probably too young to know this, but in the olden movies, like they would put this person in an interrogation room and just shine one light on them. There's, you know, the interrogator's got a cigarette and the person's just sitting in the chair with the light on them and just like very hot and sweaty and stuff. And like, yeah, that's exactly, I feel like I'm being interrogated at family events. Oh, that's how I also feel when people are singing happy birthday to me. Do you get that when people sing happy birthday to you? Oh, I hate it. My daughter, <laughs> my, my daughter, Marissa, for the longest time, we couldn't even sing it to her. One time we used sign language. Oh, um, I, it, that would just be equally as terrible, I feel like. Nah, she got a kick out of that because she, um, we, we 
she knows a little, we know a little ESL and uh, she got a kick out of that one, but it was the quietness of it. But yeah, not, um, not the, the center of attention, but I wanna go back to one thing because I think a common misconception about us introverted people is that we're not um, nice or fun or whatever adjective that you would like to add to the, to the pile. Um, but we are. Yes. And it's just a matter of how we can get overwhelmed quickly by all of this exterior energy and focus. Um, so what, what else do you think or what, yeah, what else do you think is another one that, that you suffer from being an introvert? Because I just, and then you said it was an extroverted world. Like what makes you perceive that it's an extroverted world versus an introverted world? Well, I mean, I guess it kind of depends on how your goals and how you structure your life, right? Day to day. I mean, I guess I feel that way, particularly um, owning my own business. And so that is me. I'm the only person you can talk to um, and everything you do has to be you going out there, you putting yourself on Instagram, um, you know, you calling whoever it is that you need to get information from. Um, so, and then especially with all of the marketing and network, network, networking, um, I feel like there's a lot of pressure on me to do things like that, that aren't necessarily comfortable for me. Um, but then again, you know, if I had a different job, it would be much easier for me. Like, for example, I used to be a pastry chef and I would go in in the morning at 5 a.m. My shift would start and I just worked with one other person. And that's pretty much who I saw all day long. Just one other person, a few delivery people coming in and out. Um, so if I had kept my life like that, um, you know, maybe I would have thought of it as more of a introverts world. So I guess it all depends on how you structure it, really. That's good, too. I'm glad that you talked about both sides because your description of being in the two different roles and how that just being in two different worlds can change your perception of the world itself. And I think that's an important note for everybody to just remember that no matter what you're doing, you're always going to see things differently and um when you were talking about instagram uh and we'll get we should we should talk about like what your business is and how people can follow you and all that other stuff in a second but like i just realized i don't have any pictures of me on the podcast instagram i don't even have any pictures of me on the website really yeah i'm, I'm like a freaking enigma man um, well, that's good. You're so famous. Nobody will ever be able to recognize you on the street. <laughs> I don't think that's a worry that I'll ever have to have. Never, but, you would never be a normal person ever again if they could recognize you. Right. For, for real. Um, yeah, I just, uh, and actually now that you mention it, I was on Alina. She had me on her podcast, Traveling Inside Out, as a guest. And she made me send her a picture of myself. And that was like, I, I resisted until the very last minute. 
you were like, hang on, I don't have any. Let me take a selfie real quick. I had to because I really, I don't. I don't have, there are really very few pictures of me. Oh, I know. I had to get, I was, I filled out an application. I was being considered for an award and I had to get headshots of me with cheese. So, yeah, yeah. Um, so I had to go out with a bunch of cheese, and luckily I have a friend that takes beautiful photos. So it was me and my friend um, out on the town. For some reason, she wanted to do it outside. So we were like in the town square, and there was me posing with cheese around my head. Um, so that was that was great. Oh, that's epic. So can I ask a favor? Sure. And you can say no. So with each episode, I do like to put a picture up of the guest. Can we have a picture of you with cheese? Oh, my goodness. There's so many to choose from. Um, Whichever one you want. Send yeah, it over, it. and then that'll go up with your, with your um, episode. So cheese, does that relate to the business and your Instagram? It does. It does. I own a table and board grazing company and I make graze boxes and graze boards and graze tables. So what those are is pretty much a big fancy cheese board. Um, there's cheese on there. Sometimes I put different charcuterie on there. Um, fruits, fresh fruit, dried fruit, vegetables, dips, spreads, nuts. Um, I do dessert ones that have cookies and brownies and blondies. So, you know, it's something that you can get for maybe your having people over to your house for dinner and you want to set something out to, you know, have a little wine with um, when they come over. If you're going to a housewarming party or you're just going to a friend's house, you want to bring a gift, you can order one as a gift. I do small ones all the way up to huge tables. So, you know, when you go to a wedding and they have appetizers set out and it's usually like these little squares of cheese that look totally unappetizing and it's like set out on cal and it's really ugly um i wanted to fix that so i do these huge just lush abundant displays of you know wedges of cheese that you can cut right off the wedge um all the fresh fruits there's lighting involved in it there's floral um, so it's just a way to uh, make you feel really fancy for a night, pretty much. Oh, I'm not going to lie. I love me a good cheese plate. I'm working on shipping, so uh, maybe someday soon I'll be able to send you one. Oh, I would definitely order one up because I do. We love, we love our cheeses. Um, we actually... So people know that I'm in Houston, so I will let them know that you're in Western New York. Yes. So anybody in Western New York can look you up. How? Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Table and Board, that's B-O-A-R-D, Grazing Company, or um, my website is tableandboardgrazingco.com. I'm also on Facebook, once again, Table and Board Grazing Company. Awesome. So for all of our friends in that area, so we used to actually they order, obviously, from Amanda. I mean, that just goes without saying. Um, when she can ship, we'll let you know and you can order. Um, but we used to go on the cheese trail. So what people need to know is like in where I'm from or where I just moved from was the Finger Lakes region of 
upstate New York or Western New York, depending on how you want to call it. And so on the Finger Lakes, they're known for wine and then cheese came up too. So they had this, the wine trail. And then with the wine trail became the cheese trail. And we used to go take the cheese trail. So delish. Yeah. And you know what? It's funny you say that because one of the things that got me interested in cheese was that like, I always loved the idea of being a sommelier, like, you know, a wine expert, but I don't like wine all that much. Like I'll have a glass, but I like really don't want to taste that. I'm not big on red wine. Um, and then I thought, you know what? I do love cheese. It's kind of the same thing as wine. You know, there's, it's, it ripens, there's a whole bunch of different varieties, you know, it depends on what animal it comes from, what region it comes from, what it tastes like, how it's aged. So it was a way to, you know, kind of get nerdy about a subject matter that one, tastes delicious, and two, like, I thought, how cool to, like, be a cheese expert and then be like, oh, I brought you this cheese, this is where it comes from, this is how you eat it, this is what it tastes like, here's how you know if it's ripe or not. Um, so it was actually just because I thought being a sommelier would be fun, but I didn't want to drink wine. <laughs> no, I feel you there. I'm not a big wine drinker um, at all. Actually, I'm not really a big drinker at all, but I can consume mass amounts of cheese. Lately, <laughs> lately I've been, well, not really, yeah, lately I've been on um, a blue cheese kick, you know, like the Gorks and the, and the just oh, the yeah. blues. Have you been pairing it with dark chocolate? That's one of my favorite pairings for blue cheese. Unexpectedly delicious. Um, I mean, chocolate, when I usually have a, a cheese board out, I usually do have some sort of, I make my own chocolate. So I do have dark oh, cool. chocolate that I, that I do. Um, but what I like to do with the, the blues of their gorgonzolas is I like to get uh, fig preserves. Oh, yeah. And I like to do just a little bit of fig preserve. Um, if I do it at all, I mean, it's gotten to the point. Like, when I first started doing the cheesy thing, I knew I liked the saltiness and the, just the, the world of the booze and the gorgonzolas, but it was too strong mm -hmm. in, in the beginning, years ago. Now, like, I just go at it straight up, and I'm like, Psh, We'll put any of that other stuff on there. I need, I need the full flavor of the. Oh, I know. Isn't it funny? Like people will say that they don't like, you know, like blue cheeses, but then it's totally, I feel like it's totally the more you eat, the more you like it. Oh no, I, I would definitely agree because I think your palate changes, but I think that goes along with anything as your palate matures with anything like the wines or whatever. I mean, I'm sure if you had gone to become that fancy word that you said, um, sommelier, that uh, you would have learned to appreciate red wines. You may not like them, but you can appreciate them. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I think, you know, there's a good, I mean, I think there's cheeses that are way worse or way more pungent and just gross than like a blue or a gourd, you know? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's some, there's some, yeah, pretty funky. Uh, yeah. Why do we go to, to Europe? Um, I find the stinkiest cheeses are in France. Um. <laughs> yes, so I've heard. I haven't ever been to France. I actually have never been to Europe. I'm going this January. We're going to Italy. Well, that'll be fun. Yeah. Um, I love I'll be going able to, to eat Italy. some cheese there. You should. If you're going to um, 
this is going to be a bold statement, but I don't mean it to the extreme, but I'm going to say it anyway, because it's just cool. to, be, to use descriptive words. There's nothing better than watching them open a wheel of Parmigiana, uh, Reggiano in the, in the village. And then you get, they, they just, they, when they open the wheel and you get some right off of it, right out of that wheel as it's just opened, you need to that's, do it. Yeah. That's like the best thing. Yeah. I feel like that would be like when I was a pastry chef and I used to get to eat the gelato that came right out of the machine right after we spun it. That was a pretty amazing experience as well. <laughs> but um, yeah, I will absolutely do that. I'm also excited to see, you know, they do the buffalo mozzarella there, the mozzarella mm -hmm. from Water Buffalo. Yes. And I've heard that um, the Water Buffalo farms are pretty cool because you have to treat Water Buffalo very, very well. You have to like cater to them and give them all the stuff they want in order for them to produce good milk or even milk at all. So they have like these big like ponds where the Water Buffalo hang out because they love that. And supposedly they treat them really well on these farms because they have to to get the milk from them for the cheese. So, so do you think... Water buffalo are introverted? You know, I think so. But you know, they like their they like their crew. You know what I like mean? Which is well, the same as me. Right. We have our crew as introverts. We have a crew. We have safe people. So tell me when you're at a family event or you're at a crowd. Um, let's say you're at one of the women's networking events up in Rochester, New York, who, you know, Jillian's part of. Linda Healer, who was a guest on the show, is part of, and several other people that are queued up this month to be interviewed will be. I'm just running right through the Rochester Women's Network, which is awesome. So I thank all of them for their support as well. Um, you're there. You tell me. You tell me. You don't have safe people. Oh, I mean, of course, Jillian's my safe person. Here's why: Jillian is three years older than me, and she is extroverted. And also, when we were growing up. I wasn't allowed to do any talking. Jillian would do all the talking. If I tried to talk, she'd tell me to stop. She's got it covered. She's my big sister. So not only, I mean, maybe that's why my personality is this way. I don't know. But not only was I born like this, but Jill was also like, listen, I got this. So in terms of my family, Jillian's the number one um, that'll do all the talking for me. So that's Oh yeah, that doesn't that that doesn't shock me at all. But, so <laughs> that's a good nature versus nurture thing. Do you yeah. think were you always an introvert, and then she just enabled you all those years, or nah? I think you're born an introvert, and she enabled you. I don't. There's no other question about it. Because I mean, yeah. As much as I would love to just give her 100% of the blame, I think I have always been like this. I even remember hiding under my mom's skirt. Um, when we were out like shopping, if somebody came up to talk to her, I'd literally try to hide underneath my mom's clothing so they couldn't see me. Yeah, you were born that way and Jillian, <laughs> just, Jillian just enabled you or she uh, being the good person that she is. She was like, don't worry, I got you. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Huh, interesting. So how do you and you're, you're running a business successful entrepreneur you've already talked about how it is and i'm this is my word not yours so you can correct me if i'm wrong but it's somewhat of a stretch to put yourself out there and you're doing it but you're being successful with it so how do you find your moments of peace um 
Well, I think the difference is, I would say the biggest difference is probably that it takes me a little while longer to dive into things than somebody that's more extroverted. Um, like, you know, I started off just posting pictures of the product on Instagram. I didn't have a Facebook. And then I started posting videos. I still haven't posted a video of myself, although that's something that I do plan on doing. Um, before I said I never wanted to do like classes, like how to make your own cheese board, um, like what kind of cheese to put on there. And now I plan on doing that. Um, before I was like, oh, networking, like I won't do any networking events. I will just do social media. And now I'm starting to get more into larger events. So I think that from what I can see, at least, I think that when you're more extroverted, you know, you'll just go for it. Whatever idea it is, you'll go for it. Um, and I think that being an introvert and running a business, you kind of take baby steps to get there. Um, but as far as recharging, oh my goodness, this just happened the other week. Like I did a week where I was just hitting marketing like so hard, um, you know, going out meeting people, messaging people, putting stuff on social media. And then the next week I like was totally MIA, which I shouldn't have been. I should have just continued. Um, but that next week I just needed a break. Like I took like a three day weekend. Um, I barely posted on Instagram and I just needed those days to just kind of like gather my wits, I would say. I totally understand. Um, I get it. I get it. I was personally, I was just uh, away for two weeks uh, for work. And I had a, I literally just this weekend, I holed up and just didn't really do anything. Didn't want to leave the house. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I was just kind of like, what's my next step now? <laughs> like, I can't do anymore. I can't put myself out there anymore right now. And so now it's been like two weeks and I'm like, oh, you know what? I think I want to do a cheese board class now. Like now just shooting like light years ahead. But I think it's because I had that time to recharge where I just gave myself the space to be like, all right, you did all of this. Let it sit for a little while and, you know, come up with a game plan. I agree. And, and I'm being slightly quiet because I'm, I don't like to know really, I'd like to know as minimal about a guest as possible. So I don't have any preconceived notions coming in. I don't want to know what they look like. I don't know what, you know, I don't, I don't typically know unless they're a repeat guest or a friend like your sister. Yeah. Um, so I was paying attention. I want you to know that I was, but my silence and, um, I was stalking your Facebook page. And so it's so funny because like, I definitely can see the signs of an introvert. Ah, you detected me. <laughs> so, well, no, because I recognize my fellow Ken because like your profile picture is not, not you. That's true. That's my dog. <laughs> right. My profile picture, I think is a flirtily. <laughs> <laughs> so as where as like, if I'm looking, then we compare like there's like we have one mutual friend and it's Jillian right and so there's her beautiful smiling face just all happy as can be 
And then there's the two introverts, like you've got a picture of your gorgeous dog, and then I've got a fleur de because I like fleur de and I'm a Saints fan. So. Great detective work. I would never, I'm also, I'm not a very observant person. You could sneak anything by me. I'm no detective, let me tell you that. But that that's impressive. What a great point. I never even thought about that. Yeah, so you're, well, let me just put it to you this way, so. And, and I, and I want to get to some of the points that you know why we're awesome lovable people but like my mother just posted because it was like sun's day or something stupid like when my own mother posts pictures and tags me i immediately untag <laughs> and i wow. hide it i untag and hide from my time <laughs> wow oh my goodness but it's your mom yeah i know like I'll I'll do that. I used to do that with like embarrassing party photos from college. Then oh, I would no, this definitely is, this is definitely not anything embarrassing. I mean, I it's just normal picture of me. I just like nope, hide done. <laughs> so I see the telltale signs of the introvert, shy introvert on your Facebook, um, which is funny. So what else do you think? What do you think that people who might be extrovert? Because I think that. Uh, there's a lot of memes that go around about introverts, right? So yeah. there's there's one that I think comes to mind as a cartoon and it's like difference between introverts and extroverts and the extroverts are talking to each other and the introverts were texting each other. Um, and you know, it's like, a, it's, it's like a, at a bar scene, like there's two people talking at the bar and two people texting at the bar and the introverts yeah. are texting each other and the extroverts are talking to each other. But what else do you think the world gets wrong about us? I think that, well, like, I think as far as, like, friendships are concerned, um, where we, at least where I really excel, is the small groups, the one-on-ones, like, that's when you're going to see my personality, at least. When it's one-on-one or it's in a small group, um, I feel more comfortable. It's less overwhelming. Um, and I feel like for me, at least, um, I don't know if this is an introvert thing or maybe it's just me, but I like like deep, meaningful conversation. Like I like to know you, I don't like small talk. I feel like a lot of times when you're in a big group like that, it's just a bunch of small talk. And so the nice thing about just having a few people around or hanging out with somebody one-on-one is that you can really get to know somebody and see each other's personalities because you're not kind of bouncing around from person to person. Not that there's anything wrong with that. It's just for me, that's more my cup of tea. I I definitely agree that I, I, I agree with you. I'm much more comfortable as well. And I think that's why the podcast works so well because I am just with one other person um, and uh, people need to know that I don't record a video because, well, for two reasons. One, I don't want to see my own self. And two, uh, most guests don't want to record a video. There's a lot of, um, there's a lot of exposure and risk, I guess, in video and, and nothing like bad risky, but like, it's a risk. You're putting yourself out there. I did not know if you would be recording video or not. So I cleared all of my, um, clean but unfolded clothes off the bed that's behind me in my computer room so <laughs> yeah, no, I, I i there i really don't record a video because i just hate it but also it really it tends to save bandwidth for the guests 
Because oh, yeah. I, I have fiber to the home, but not everybody does. And sometimes I interview people in different countries, but with, with, uh, they have even worse internet. Um, so I, I just don't record video. Someday I will. Someday, someday I will. And then maybe everybody in the world can have to put up with seeing me, I guess, for once. Yeah, then um, you'll really be famous. <laughs> but I do agree, though, that when you get an introvert, in a small group or in uh, a one-on-one -on -one setting, the conversation definitely does tend to drift to away from the typical, like, oh, the weather, the this, the that. I mean, that just, I feel like that's a waste of energy to just talk at that level. Yeah. You know, I, I always thought it was maybe just me, maybe I just pride too much, but I was like, let's really just get down to brass tacks, people. Like, what do you, let's, let's come on, what makes you tick? Yeah, exactly. Like, I, I don't care what the weather is. That's I'm in Houston. It's sunny. I mean, it's 90 degrees. That's pretty much life in the winter. It's 100 and something in the summer. I mean, whatever. Yeah. And I think one other thing that, like, um, I wish people would know is that if I say no to something, it's not necessary. It's not that I don't want to hang out with you. It just might not be the event for me. Hmm. Yes. That's or, or just bad timing. If I had a week where I had to socialize with like a ton of people or put myself out there, it just might be bad timing where I'm like, I just need time to myself right now. That is a good point about the event. Like it doesn't. Yes, I agree. So can you expand on that? Like what would make the event good versus bad or just not the right event for you? Yeah. So I think that like, my one fear is like, I don't want to be known as being flaky. Like I'm not a flaky person, but if, you know, like I mentioned before, if I had a week where I was doing a ton of marketing and, you know, let's say it's a Thursday and I went to a bridal show. So I was meeting, you know, hundreds of people at this bridal show showcasing all of my products. And then, you know, you ask me to go to your friend's house party um, the next day. I'm not going to want to go to that because one, it's not a friend of mine. And so I'm not going to know any of the people there. And two, I mentioned a house party specifically because then you're trapped in somebody's house. It's not like if you're, let's say if you ask me to go to dinner with you, right? Then it's kind of, we're sitting one-on-one -on -one, um, and yeah, there's people around, but they're not really interacting with you. But a house party, you're like at somebody's house. It's not like you're at an event center where you can kind of go into different rooms, you know, go to the hors d'oeuvre table, go to the bar, go outside for a little bit. When you're at a house party, it's just like you're trapped with a bunch of people you don't know, which I would go to, but maybe not the day after I did a bridal show networking event. Oh yeah, you got to prep for those things. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's like a, a person who is an extreme athlete, like a marathon runner, like not just a marathon, but a, you know, like an extreme marathon. You know, like a marathon's not it's twenty twenty six point two miles or something like that. But yeah, we got to prep for this stuff. We have to conserve energy because we know we're going to have to go because we know people are going to be looking at us, and when they're looking at us, they're going to be judging us because let's face it, everybody judges everybody all the time. That's part of the reason we do the podcast is because we want people to stop and question beyond the initial impression. 
I mean, it's yeah. okay if somebody gives you a great first impression, but you know, sometimes there are people who might be introverted that just don't give off the best first impression, but you can't, don't do yourself a favor, do them a favor and just try to get beyond that first impression because we at a house party, I mean, that's just, that's terrifying because it's going to be a bunch of strangers, number one, that you have to go meet, right? And, and yes. then you, you know, you have to think ahead of like, what if this person's asked this, then I've got to ask this and I, what am I going to talk about? What if I don't know anybody? Then I, and you, and then you, then you're like, I, but I can't be on the arm of the person that brought me the whole night long. I mean, oh that's just, yeah, that's you know, a, because then that's just going to be awkward and, so like this, there's a lot of preparation that goes into these things. Yeah, yeah. So what for you, would you, what is your worst event? Like what is the one thing where you're like, oh man, this is gonna be tough? Networking. I, I 150% agree, that is the hardest. Like I will take the house party over a networking event every day of the week because the house party, you know, there are ways that with, time you learn tricks to go into a room and you know you find one person who looks more bored or more anxious than you and you find that person and you're like okay I get where they're coming from you try to calm them down that helps you both then you got somebody then you've got cover and then you're helping somebody at the same time that's what I do in the hardest party but at a networking event like the whole purpose of being there is to meet people network try to sell yourself they're trying to sell themselves to you it's just like oh yeah it's horrible. That's so draining because I just, I, I don't like the superficial. Yes. Yeah, I agree. And that is strictly for one thing. Like you go to a networking thing just, just to talk to as many people as possible. So I, I personally believe that's every introvert's nightmare, but you know, an interesting point I just thought of. So I always consider myself an introvert. However, I remember about a month ago, my boyfriend and I went to an outdoor dinner party and there were probably 45 people there and it was hosted in somebody's backyard. You had to buy a ticket ahead of time. You went in and all of the tables were like those long tables that seat like eight people to a table. Mm -hmm. And it was just my boyfriend and I. So we sat down at a table, you know, where there were other people sitting and when these people sat down to be polite, you know, I was like, oh, hey, I'm Amanda, you know, that kind of thing. And this dinner party probably lasted for four hours. It was really long. We were at the table the whole time. But afterwards, I got in the car and I had realized I was the one that was asking all of these strangers questions, like trying to get the table to like work together as a whole kind of thing. Like, hey, let's be friends for the night because we're all sitting at the same table. And it was like pulling teeth, like these people. I don't think it's that they didn't want to talk to me, but I realized like, oh, maybe I'm not the introvert that I thought I was, or at least maybe these people were more introverted than I was. Um, and they were on their phones a lot of the time. So I, I think that's an interesting point is that, you know, maybe I was just really recharged that day, or maybe you do kind of grow out of it. Or you rise to the occasion to which you're put. Right, exactly. So if nobody else is going to step up and fill the void, why not? Or maybe, yeah, maybe you just feel so awkward in the silence that you're like, oh, 
I'll some, do it. <laughs> exactly. Sometimes, and, and I feel that way for myself, but sometimes it's just so awkward that I'll start it up just to get everybody else talking so then I can just not talk. Otherwise, everybody's just sitting there looking at each other. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 100%. And I also find that a lot of times I fill those awkward silences with like an embarrassing story about myself, like something that everybody really didn't need to know. Um, <laughs> you overshare. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't know if I'm trying to shock them. I don't know if I'm just like, this will get a conversation started. You know, it's like I'm just pouring gasoline on a fire. Um but I def I maybe it's just that humor is my coping mechanism. But yeah, that dinner party, I really, I really rose to the occasion. So, so we're not always introverted. Is the point of that story? No, but and that's true. Everybody's not. You're not one hundred percent of anything at any given time. But you do have your default, your default mechanisms, and it's good to know that. And you know, that day, like you said, you were probably just charged and amped up and, you know, ready for ready to rumble. And you're like, all right, let's get, I, you know, you'd cause like you said, there's times when you've done a week of marketing and you're just worn down versus like this party might've caught you at the right time. And you like did your prep homework. Like as introverts, we, we prepped for these things. Yes. Like I feel like my, my friend, Kevin, who's an extreme extrovert, like, his idea of prepping is like what he's going to wear. My idea of prepping for these things is like, what am I going to wear? Does my breath stink? You know, like, do I have the right shoes on? Am I going to, do I have, am I going to have to stand? Do I, or am I going to have to sit? Yeah. I have to talk to like, who else is there? Can I see a guest list? Like, you know, do I need to stock LinkedIn? Do I need to, you know, like, what do I need to prep for? You know, it, what kind of crowd is it? What kind of event is it? A birthday party? For a kid as an adult birthday party because then you get your material going you know like you go to your go-to things for each event it's important yes absolutely so you were primed and ready to go and you weren't going to let that research and homework go to waste and i also had somebody with me right so that makes me braver because i had jay with me so if i shoot a question out there at least i know jay's going to answer me <laughs> yeah you know you've got a volley partner which is you know kevin Kevin or my wife, Sherry, um, depending on if it's a work event or, or none, or, you know, I know the one of them's got my back. So is your wife introverted or is she extroverted? Introverted. Oh, two introverts. Yeah. I always wonder if like, you know, we team up with the opposite for strength or just double down. And <laughs> <laughs> in, in, in our case, we, we doubled down. We, we both, I mean, in, in a group setting or a party setting, she can definitely command a room. Uh, she really can. But the reason I say she's introverted is because when she needs to recharge, she doesn't go towards other people or find somebody to talk to recharge. She reads her book or she just goes and she just, you know, needs to be just her and one of the dogs or something. So that's classic sign of introvertedness. Or like, we'll just go upstairs, we'll turn the TV on, we'll sit next to each other on the couch, and that's like, we'll watch TV, that's it. We don't, you know, not really any talking. I mean, I know it sounds really boring, but it's not. Not to me. Yeah, no. It's, it's not. Like, so you know, we're, <laughs> we're, we're there, or depending on, like, what we want to do, like, we, sometimes we like to watch really, really mindless TV, like, I'm going to throw some titles out there, and nobody in the world, please judge me, but like below deck 
or like 90 Day Fiance or Married at First Sight, just something like really you don't have to pay attention to. And we right. like, you know, or like I'll watch The Bachelorette with her and our daughter, Sherry or, or Marissa, just because um, we like to heckle. Oh, absolutely. So we don't watch it because we're, we're like, it's, it's like awesome TV. We watch it because it's just easy to heckle. Oh yeah, I um I don't watch The Bachelor or like Big Brother or anything, but one of my old roommates does and to this day whenever I'm around her, you know, when we go out, we have dinner whatever, I go back to her place uh to stay over for the night because she lives in Rochester and she puts on she asks like, you know, what do you want to watch? She'll be like there's an episode of The Bachelor. I'll be like, "Yeah, put it on because that's what we're doing. We're just heckling <laughs> exactly like i i like to watch the bachelor and the bachelorette with marissa because it's more or less uh life lessons of what not to do yes yeah um, i mean if i could just bring us down to a serious moment yeah it's like what not to do uh, I, i'm like i feel like if she ever ended up like that so desperate and everything i feel like i would have failed as a, as a parent um, yeah and sometimes you watch it when you know maybe you're not feeling so great about yourself and then you're like you know what i'm doing all right <laughs> i'm okay true statement and i always wonder like now that we're talking about it so i've, I've not i mean the bachelor is or the bachelorette those are just shows that i don't like commit to memory like i couldn't tell you who's what or whatever but i'm now that i'm thinking about it, i'm like wondering how do the introverts fare when you shove like 20 people, and this is the man or the woman version, you know, bachelor, bachelorette. So you've got all these people there and an introvert isn't naturally going to want to single out whoever is fishing for a future husband or wife, right? Yeah. They're not going to want to fish out that person. An, introver an introvert's not going to be seen as aggressive. So how do we fare compared to everybody else? I'd say, I'd say if there was a study conducted, I think uh, we'd be at the bottom of the barrel. Yes, if you could make it, but if you could make it far enough that you're like one of like the final three, then I think you'd have a chance, you know, because we excel at that one-on-one -on -one setting. But I think it'd be tough. I think not as many introverts made it, make it through those first rounds. Hmm. But... I think that a show like Big Brother, that could be something where introverts are really great at. Or Survivor. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I feel like Survivor is, is an introvert game because you can put it on a little bit, but then you get your, you know, your time by yourself. Yeah, Not exactly. Conniving. But I don't want to associate conniving with uh, introvertedness. No. No, um, and maybe you'd be better off as an extrovert because then you've talked to everybody more. So you like know their weaknesses that you can kind of play off of. True, true. Um, that's a good point. But Wouldn't has... it be fun though if just like for one day you could like press a button and see how the other half lives, you know? If you're an extrovert, you could become an introvert. And if you're an introvert, you could become an extrovert just for a day. No. I want to know. You're not curious. I just want to know what it feels like to like be like, oh man, like I've been sitting at my house for five minutes. I need to go find some people to talk to. I, I mean, I definitely get
get that from friendships that I have with people is like they are just if they are working on a task or something by themselves that they're not part of a group project they go nuts they have to get up from their desk or they're making a video call or they're doing something they're IMing they're you know they're doing anything they can to get other human interaction and then you can see like I'm I'm good if I'm working on something and I, I could zone out on that thing for a couple hours and be fine. Do you also find it difficult to work? Like, do you go to coffee shops to work ever? Or is that too much background noise and commotion for you? I either work from home or I go to the office. I go to the office now about four days a week. I used to work from home exclusively um, when we didn't have an office to go to. But now that I have an office to go to, I go. Um, I don't, for me, uh, working in a coffee shop would be horrible because uh, data security and privacy. So that's oh, not yes. even Great something, point. <laughs> that's not even something that I would even really be allowed to do in, in, in um, my career. But if I did, I would have to take extra security protocols and measures and I certainly wouldn't be on the public Wi-Fi at you know, whatever coffee house I'm at. Um, I would be tethered to my own phone running a VPN and being all techno geeky here, but cool. I would not feel comfortable in a coffee house. See, I just wouldn't be able to work there because even just the uh, noise in the background, and I don't know if that's an introvert thing or if it's just a me thing, but well, there's I, too many distractions. Like I, I, I would feel too distracted. Is that right. what you mean? Like this yeah. noise, this person, like I would be eavesdrop, like when I go, I'm constantly eavesdropping in everybody's conversations. Like, what are they talking about? What are they talking about? Yeah, exactly. You know, most of the time I'm like, you really shouldn't be talking about that in public. Um, but I don't say that out loud. I just think it. Right, of course. But no, I don't know. Like, so other introverts, if you're listening, like, what's your take on that? Would you, do you feel comfortable in the coffee house? I mean, at least you can kind of blend into the background there. Those, that, that kind of thing is all right as well. Like um, going to an event where you can just blend into the background, that's always okay. Sometimes those big events are nice for that because there's just so many people. Even if you're just standing there by yourself, nobody would know. <laughs> True, but then you always have the feeling like people know, or what are they looking at? Why are they looking at you? There's so many other people, pay attention. Do you find it hard? Well, how would you take on eating lunch by yourself? Oh, you I just hide in my car, of course, like every other introvert. Right. So it is, if you had to go into a restaurant and just eat by yourself, that is not comfortable, correct? No, that is highly uncomfortable if I had to rate it on a scale. Why is that? Um... Because I'm the same way, but I really have no idea. I mean, and over the years, um, I've gotten better about it. I'm like, well, who gives a crap? But still, in the back of my mind, I just feel like, you know, there's that loser that's alone. Yes. Yeah. Well, okay. Here's here's how my take on it. Hot take. In terms of rating how awkward it is to eat by yourself. One, when you're new on a job and you have to go in the break room, that's the most awkward. Um, that's why you just leave in your car like every day for a year until you have friends there pretty much. 
<laughs> true, <laughs> two, true. Yeah, two would be going to like a fine dining establishment, you know, where you actually like sit at a table and they bring out courses. That would be the second most awkward. Um, at the acceptable level is going to like a quick service type establishment or like if you're in a hotel, because if you're in a hotel, everybody's traveling by themselves, or at least a lot of people are. So that's correct. Hotel restaurant is, is fair game. Correct. Right. Right. Hotel, airport, you know, anything goes, there are no rules. And then like, if you're going to a Chipotle or, you know, something along those lines, a subway though, that's all right. Cause you're just in and out of there, you know, it's quick. So that's not as bad. Um, oh, it's also really uncomfortable at a con like a work conference. Um, if you're sent to go to one of those and then they like release all of you for lunch. Oh, that's terrible. I once went with Jill to a conference that she was going to and I was just tagging along. Um, and even just knowing that she would get like released from these meetings and then just have to go network with people on your lunch break that was that was giving me stress and i wasn't even the one that had to go to it yeah yeah i've been to plenty of those and, and it's uh it's weird being an introvert in those situations because you are at the meeting where you have to participate depending on if it's a small group or a large group, whatever, but most of them, depending on what you're doing, but um, there's a lot of times when it's a small meeting and you really have to be participatory. And then like lunch would be your solace time, but then that's actually when things open up even more. Right. So, yeah, that's, that, that can be difficult. Um, and I know I'm, I'm being completely open and this is going to shock many people that hear this because I know that I put on a different face in exterior and in a work situation at a conference, like I would crush the buffet line. Um, totally. You, I, 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 you wouldn't know at this point in my career that I was even remotely feeling awkward on the inside, but it's still there. Yes. Yeah. It, but you know, what is weird too, is that when I think about it though, like, let's say I just wanted to go to dinner, like my boyfriend and I often work opposite schedules. What if I just wanted to go to dinner somewhere? Is it that weird? Like, you know, logically I'm like, Oh, there's nothing wrong with that. Or if Joe was like, Oh yeah, I just went to dinner by myself. I'd be like, Oh, cool. You know, logically I don't, like, why do we feel that way? Why do I feel I, like I, that? I don't know because we eat alone all the time. But yeah. it's that weird feeling of like being out in a restaurant, being that single person at the table. I would go to the movies by myself. Now, that being said, I haven't, but I would. That makes it better, right? Because you're in a dark room and you're like watching a movie. Like, you're not talking, you don't have to talk to anybody at the movies. No, but I think that's much more, see, this is just where my head is. So this is where different perceptions being male and female and maybe an age thing or whatever, but I would feel awkward going to a movie by myself. I would because um, at the ripe old age of 47 and I'm fully gray, like I would feel like people are like, who's that creepy old dude? You're the movie's by himself. They can't even see you. It's dark. Yeah, I know. But and then just, there's like the taste in movie too. Like 
if I really like horror movies, but my boyfriend doesn't, like, then I'm going to go by myself. Or, like, if none of my friends do. Did you know, fun fact, so I hope this doesn't impact your life in any negative way, but they've done some psychological research and they found out one of the best ways to determine if a relationship will, will last is whether the couple agrees or disagrees on horror and scary movies specifically. Really? Like whether or not they like them or which ones are good ones? Whether or not they like them and, and their like or dislike for things like Halloween and things like that, it all kind of goes together in their genre. Well, yeah, I mean, Halloween's a lifestyle, so I totally understand that. <laughs> so people who both like scary or horror movies or gory movies or people who don't like are more likely to stay together than one who does and one who doesn't. Oh, man, Jay's going to get a quiz as soon as he walks through the door later. I mean, I should know by now, but it doesn't hurt to check. Well, here's the thing. I want to like horror movies, and I used to, and I don't anymore. I just can't do it, but we'll see what he says when he gets home. That's very interesting. I'm going to share that with everybody I speak to in the next week because it'll give me a talking point. See, there you go. We got to see, and again, people listening, this is how we introverts do it. We prep for this stuff. We hold on to that nugget, and we will throw it at you That's until right. it's old. Find a fun fact find a corny joke um if all else fails just ask somebody what they do for a living um i always find that that is a very helpful uh jumping point exactly exactly you've got to have your your homework done and your prep points done and then you can move on with life um, and i think i that's one of the things i do to kind of survive in a conversation is i will just ask you questions just continually where did you go on vacation how has work been going where do you work what do you do um where are you from where are you living i'll just continually ask the person questions well, sure. they don't, don't want to talk to me anymore because if we ask the questions we're on the offensive we don't have to answer any questions yes yeah that's exactly right we don't want to answer questions has there ever been anything that you can think of that your introversion has held you back from doing? Or has there ever been an instance where you think it's an advantage? Both good questions. And I would say that introversion was crippling. Introversion and shyness was crippling throughout school meaning like K through 12. Oh yeah. I mean, crippling, like seriously. I mean, yeah. I, the thought of, we just had our 30th, 30th, 30th. I don't know. We just had a high school reunion. Did you go? No, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't blame you. I, I will never go to one either. It's okay. I, I, I really, I mean, I thought about it. I'm like, why don't you want to go? What's wrong? I'm like, well, and I looked at all the people that went and I'm like, sure we're friends on Facebook but we're and then I always think to myself well, were we really friends I mean what did they really know about me did they even really like me exactly did, yeah did they even really I mean like they were all just faking it the whole time <laughs> I was pretty much even in high school like I'm not kidding I, I I've had a job since I was 13 it kept me away from everybody else so you but, used your job as like a coping mechanism to stay away from everybody 
No, that's just how it worked out. I wanted oh. the money. I was saving up for a car. I mean, I oh, had a job cool. when I was 13 to buy a car. I was planning ahead for one. A car 60. so that you could leave parties whenever you felt like you needed to. <laughs> I guess, but I mean, I always, and then later, like in my senior year, I had three jobs. So I had half day school. So I left and I, and I worked, I had three jobs. Um, I don't really see anybody. I mean, the most time I had was when I played football and I did play football. Oh, that was another question I was going to ask. Did you play sports? I did. I played football. Um, and a and team the, sport. Good for you. It was. Um, that was that was a hard transition for me when I stopped playing because nobody knew the real reason I stopped playing. They just all thought I was a quitter. So I lost all of my air quote friends which is part of the reason why i would never go to a high school reunion oh no so then i was like well i guess i know who my real friends are uh i don't play football so you know we don't talk anymore that's just strange yeah um, but the real reason uh, in case any of you people from high school which i know you're not listening but because uh, <laughs> you're not my friend <laughs> exactly um that was when we first discovered my heart problems and I was off, kicked off the team for medical reasons. Solid reason to quit. Yeah. Well, you know, um, so what you've, so that, that would say, I would say high school for me crippling, but after that, um, college opened my eyes. And then once I got, I started learning about this introverted thing, I learned how to deal with it and use it to my advantage. Um, where it's an advantage is introverts are the world's greatest listeners. Very true. So now why don't you, it's the table's turn. Okay, Amanda, miss yeah. ask questions. Go. You ask me three questions, you answer. Okay, uh, let's see. When has it held me back from doing things? Yeah, definitely all throughout um, school. I, I never played any team sports, that was for sure. And the, you know, one, it's social. And two, when you're on a team sport, like I just never wanted to let my teammates down, you know, even though that's not what it's about. It's about working together. But so I never played any team sports. Um, I really didn't participate in very many extracurriculars for the socialization aspect of it. Um, and even up until recently, like for example, I wanted to try doing CrossFit for years. I wanted to do it, but just the thought of having to walk into a gym with like a bunch of other people and like be the new person in class kept me from doing it for, geez, probably, five years i was like oh i really want to do it and then i finally did it and i love it and i don't even know what i was ever worried about well i know what i was worried about um but i still always go to the same class time i very rarely go to other class times um because then i would be the new person in class right and i wouldn't know anybody like my new yeah. class knows me but at least you would know what to do when the when the workout of the day's up i mean you would know all the exercises you wouldn't look like you didn't know what you were doing and, and that 
Yeah, that brings up an excellent point of the prepping thing, right? So I'll look it up. I'll see how many people signed up for a later class, right? So if only two people signed up, I'm like, oh, okay, I'll go to the 530 class. But if there's 12 in the class, I'm like, oh, no, too many people. And then I'll also look to see at, like what the exercises are so I know what equipment we're using. Because if there's going to be like a ton of barbells up out and a ton of people there, like that's just too much going on. But if it's mm -hmm. just a workout where, you know, you're only using a little bit of stuff, it's less overwhelming. See, it's all that prep work. The extrovert, I want to know here from the extroverted people out there listening, do you all go through this much prep work? Like, does yeah, the, do you do just things, show up? Do you just show up and like, do, do, wherever you go, do you just show up? I wish Jill, we should have done a panel with Jill. Yeah. Like, does like, she, do you, does do you she, just show up as you are? Right. <laughs> like, is there no prep work? Like, do you just show up and just things happen? Words flow out of your mouth? What yeah. is that? What is that magic? Now, as far as when do I think it's an advantage? Yes. Uh, I know when it would be a severe advantage for you. I on it like the only thing I can hmm, I want to think of an advantage. I really do because I don't think it's a bad thing to be introverted. Um, but I guess the only thing I can think of is that. I think my social media presence, although it can be improved, is pretty strong because I can create it on my own and then put it out there. Um, like it's like, it's an extension, right? Like it's not me, it's the social media. And I think that sometimes, introverts can because they do spend so much time by themselves they can be a little bit more creative due to all that reflection time that we have i'm going to agree with that and expand and give you my answer for you oh please i think it would be a severe advantage when you are listening to a client's requirements about what kind of board they want to put together because as an introvert they're doing the talking, you're doing the receiving, and as an introvert, you're going to listen, and you're going to care. Oh, yeah. Yes, very much. I very much care what other people think of me. Whether that's a good or a bad thing, I don't know, but I do, I will do anything not to let my clients down. Yeah, I, that would be, that's a severe advantage working in your favor of being an introvert. Absolutely. I could totally see that, and I do the same thing for my own clients and partners at work. Um, yeah. I just, I mean, I hear what they have to say. I don't want to let them down. And I make sure that, I mean, there are times when I have to disappoint them because something's just not going to work out the way we want. But um, definitely, uh, they're always heard. And I think that's our biggest strength as introverts is people, when they're talking to us, we definitely hear them. Yes. Hear them and internalize it. Take it to heart. We got you. Absolutely. And one of the things I think that gets us in trouble with people who don't understand is that I think that I've gotten better with this over the years, but I like to, like, you know, you go into a meeting and you might not say anything during that meeting, right? But mm -hmm. they, that's, could be perceived as being non-participatory. However, all I've done is I've really gone, I've listened, I've taken a lot of notes, and I'm thinking about it. 
I need to process it all. Yes. Yeah. Don't put me on the spot, but give me, give me a little while and I'll come back at you with some great ideas. Oh yeah, absolutely. I can, that, that, that goes back to the other thing that used to inhibit me, I think a little bit is I wasn't able to process that, but I've learned over the years to have at least some things to be able to speak to my notes a little bit to, to give that, but I always still come back like the next day with 9,000 points uh, of whatever needs to happen, change or, or good or worse. But yeah, it's interesting. Interesting is life. When, oh, I know, here's a good one. When have you ever felt so completely trapped or drained at, at a social event? Has that ever happened to you when you're just like, I'm at my wit's end? You're crawling. How do I put it? I think you'll understand what I'm about to say, but one thing, have you ever been in a situation where you just want to crawl out of your own skin? Oh, yes, absolutely. See, now yeah. the extroverts listening won't understand that. They're like, what? What does that mean? So what? how'd you deal with that? Let's give some advice to our other introverted friends. How did you deal with that? Well, I guess I'll start off by saying, like, not only do you get that feeling of wanting to crawl out of your skin, I'll actually, like, I will get a headache, like a pounding headache if I have been around, like, at an event for too long. I don't know if it's, like, the noise or having to, like, talk for that long, um, but I will get a super intense headache and be very tired. And so what, how did I deal with that? Um, you know what, honestly, I feel like a lot of times I'll come a little bit late, if it's acceptable, of course, or I'll show up on time, but I'll just make a big impact while I'm there, right? Like I'll try to talk to as many people as I can in a short amount of time. Um, I'll try to make that impression and then I bow out early. And you know what? I think part of what helps that is that since my previous job did require that I was into work so early, I always had the excuse of I have to go to bed, right? Because when you're waking up at 4.30 in the morning, got to go to bed pretty early. Um, but I think, I think that was my excuse. But the underlying reason is that I'd show up, I'd burn bright, and then I'd head out early. And I don't, I think that's a great tip. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Um, I think it's just a good strategy. That is a good strategy. Um, try to think like, I just am a glutton for punishment. Like I will muscle through, through it. And then at the end of the night, like, cause for me, I'm putting myself like, there's always a work, situation meaning at an event or something like i will muscle through until i'm i mean running on fumes like that i mean the car the car is like just rolling on inertia like sometimes <laughs> i have to i have to get out and push it myself but uh at the end of the night i just know i can go back to the hotel room and just i don't even turn the tv on i just sit there in silence yeah, that is the other the other thing is just thinking about when you get to be done or, you know, if it's been a crazy week or anything like that, just being like, you know what, I'm going to take an extra day. And I know not everybody can do that. Um, but even if it's just watching your favorite TV show or like some sort of reward, you know, something you really like that you can look forward to that it's just like, oh, 
just got to stay here for another hour. And then I get to go home and watch The Office. <laughs> uh, who doesn't love the office I mean, come on michael scott's a classic that's I didn't, right i didn't like it when when he left too much it just wasn't yeah the same. it wasn't i'll still watch those episodes though well yeah i mean it's for the just, 50th time yeah it's just wrong not to but that doesn't mean we can't like the michael years better Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think it really starts to get good uh, around season three is like where it starts to peak really early on. Yeah. Yeah, because the Jim and Pam thing's really at its height. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And like the first season and a half, it was funny, but they weren't why, you know, all of the characters weren't fully developed yet. They didn't really have their, like, super strong personalities. So once they kind of got that all sorted out and you really knew who everybody was and it got a little bit more extreme, that's when it started being funnier. <laughs> I don't know. If, I don't know if no, no, no. It, it's, it's, I'm just thinking, like, episodes are flashing through my head. Like, I love the parkour episode. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then when Jim dresses up as Dwight. Yeah, that's that a good episode. one as well, yeah. Or um, yeah. the one where they have the dummy that they bring in for the CPR training, <laughs> and <laughs> Dwight cuts the face off and wears it, yeah. Oh, sounds really yes, Dwight. Or when Jim and Pam go stay at the beet farm. <laughs> I just watched that one like a day ago, yeah, it's a good one. <laughs> that's epic. Uh, anyway, so I think that you've done a great job miss introvert talking to me today one-on-one -on -one. um and especially so everybody knows because obviously we're a full disclosure podcast amanda had no idea what she was going to talk about coming onto the show i um, didn't even know i had to pick yeah <laughs> yeah i did a great job there awesome host david way to fill your guest in so you did good for being an introvert knowing that you were coming on here didn't know that you had to pick the topic didn't know what you were going to talk about and then still talking to a stranger i mean yeah see extroverts we can do it look at this two introverts chatting it up exactly we're not texting each other as far as you can tell but right now we're talking <laughs> um and if we can do it anybody can do it but it is easier. We are one-on-one. -on -one. We do admit that. Um, and still happened, and it was awesome. And did you feel like – now, let me just ask you a question without – because I don't think – I'm, I'm, I kept track of time. How long do you think we talked? Um, well, my computer's in front of me, so I know. But if I – just, like, based feeling-wise. Cheater. Cheater. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. Um, Feeling-wise, I would say, well, and keep in mind, we did chat for a little bit before we started the recording. We so. did. There's green room prep time, which I've gone over. Everybody knows what the green room green room's like, because Maurice and I talked about it. But I would say that we chatted for 35 to 40 minutes based off of feeling. I don't actually know the real time that we've been talking for. An hour and 27 minutes. Time flies when you're with your people, you know? Well, yeah, but see, we can do it. So if we can do it, anybody can do it. So that includes green room prep time, that includes recording time. 
And in case everybody's wondering, well, what did they talk about? How do we not know that they didn't? Well, we didn't. So it's really, I didn't know Amanda. It's the same green room prep that I do every time. I introduce myself. I learn who I'm talking to. Like, I'm not kidding. I did not even know who I was talking to tonight. I don't check my calendar because I don't want to know. I just want to come on. And then I literally find out who I'm talking to because when they log into Zoom, I can see their name. It was pretty much just David saying, hey, you're in the green room. What do you want to talk about? And I was like, what, I? Excuse no, it was like, <laughs> no, I said, I said, do you know what you want to talk about? And then, and I said, but don't say it out loud. And then somebody who can't follow directions was throwing out all sorts of topics. I'm like, stop telling. Oh, yeah, you did tell me that a few times. So <laughs> introverts, not always great listeners. <laughs> no, we're, you listened. You just didn't follow the rules because you wanted to get the answer right. And I didn't even plan. Like, I didn't even know I had to pick. So maybe, am I even an introvert anymore? I'm an extrovert now. No, you're totally an introvert. Maybe I'm going to switch it and see what happens. I'm just going to go out there and start saying I'm an extrovert and see what happens and check back in with me in a year. Let's see. Let's do a test. We should do a test. Actually, like, no, sincerely, if you decide to do that. I'm going, I'm serious. Take, take, take a diary and like, just check back in with me. I would like to know how long you last. All right. All right. Six months. All right. Schedule I'm, it. Check in. We'll do a, a brief check in. All right. I'm, I'm doing it. I'm writing it in my notepad. All right. Six months check in. Is an extrovert now. And then I'll tell you what it's like living on the other side. Two and. Extrovert. Bam, exclamation point, exclamation point, smiley face. Done. Cool. Social uh, experiments. I love them. On yourself. And then, um, hmm. So being sisters with Jillian, I wonder, because I, I do know that you guys see each other um, quite a bit, because um, I know family's big for, for, well, I know it's big for Jillian. It's a huge part of her life. I'm assuming it is for you too. Um, yes. So I would like to know, don't tell her. I mean, oh, she's going to listen. I, I, I don't think she knows unless you told her. She doesn't know that I'm doing this. Oh, well, she has committed to listening to every episode that I put out there. So. I'm oh, not. she's in the car a lot. She probably holds that up. All right. Well, let's just assume that she's not listening and she doesn't know. I want to know like if she picks up on it. That would be fun. All right. All right. Cool. Here we go. Oh my God, can you promise me that you will just at least like, just once, just, just, just once, you have to make me this promise that you will tell her to simmer down and you got it and then you do all the talking. Oh yeah, yeah, we're gonna do all of the things. I would just like to know what that ends up like. Yeah, I mean, Perception is reality. I'm an extrovert now. And so we'll just test it. If I just keep on saying it and acting it, what'll happen? Oh, no, I really want to know. Now I can just like picture, like, I don't, because of your Facebook is well hidden, but I'll have to stalk you on Instagram now um, and look for the cheese picture. And you're going to send me a picture of you with cheese. So I'll know what you look like, but I can picture Jillian's face in my head. Like with you just piping up and being like, relax, Jillian, I got it. And like, whatever, how did you phrase it when she said it to you um, when you were a kid? Just saying those exact words back and just the look on her face. I could picture the look on her face right now. Just kind of like, what 
who are you? What did yeah, you right? <laughs> do with Amanda? Like, and then, then the first would be like a bewilderment, and then the second would be like astonishment, and then we would go to disbelief. We sure and, would. Yeah, and then, then I think with with her, it would move like beyond. The fourth one would be kind of like a, oh no, she didn't. Kind of, I don't know what that emotion is or whatever, but then that's where it would end up. Yeah, yeah. It, I mean, if it, it's going to be hardest on me because then at that point she's going to try to interject, and I'm going to have to continue to like reassert my extroversion over top of her. So it's really going to be like a battle royale. Oh my gosh, I need to see that video first. It'll All be right. coming your way. All right. Definitely six month checkup, people. You heard it here first, which would put me into when would that put a September March time frame. So I'll be in Italy. So um I will be taking a two week break and well two probably I'll probably take the whole month of March off. Um because I'll be in Italy. But I will make it a note to follow up in March, April time, writing it down. March or April. Great. Yeah. I'm excited. 20. That's going to be my new slogan, Amanda 2020. People are going to be like, who's that? <laughs> what, what candidate is that? And I'm like, wouldn't you like to know? My horoscope says it's going to be my luckiest year yet, 2020. So you're, you're right. It is Amanda 2020. Amanda 2020. Hashtag, oh, I got a one I post that on Instagram. I need to do that hashtag. Start Everybody the hashtag. Amanda 2020. That'll be one of the hashtags I do for your post. Great. Amanda 2020. All right. Well, thank you for being here today. I hope that you had a fun time. And did we cover like all the good points about being an, an introvert and yeah. how awesome it is to be us? I think so. I feel like so in my introverted introspection of what we said is like, I feel like I spent a long time today saying like all these negative things about like what happened, but life worked out well for me. I have lots of good friends. I have a great job, yada, yada, blah, blah, blah. Um, we talked about an extreme to make, we talked about things, Amanda and I, to, to illustrate points of what it was like to be an introvert. So we highlighted a few things. That's not a representation of my life. And I don't think it's a representation of your full life, Amanda, but it's just small little points just, just to show what life is like as an introvert on the good side, the bad side. Yeah. And we can do anything, right? Well, we're introverts. We're obviously better than extroverts. Yeah. Well, and I think that's really what we came around to by the end of the podcast. That's the take home. No, for sure. Because, I mean, like, we like to listen to people. Who doesn't like somebody who actually listens to them? Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, thanks for being on the show. So if anybody would like to be a guest or be on the show, you can reach me, as always, at country code one five eight five two one zero zero two four zero. Leave me a message. Or you can contact me at PIR Podcast at gmail.com you can find this podcast because you're listening to it which i really appreciate across all podcast listening platforms thanks to anchor fm uh, today's show was brought to you by gorgonzola cheese and all of the awesomeness uh, that it is and by the best country in the world because both amanda and i are going there italy of course um, and to honor sesame street the number you get to pick the number amanda what number was the show brought to you today by seven seven there you go uh and amanda you're going to remind people 
of your website and your Instagram because it's long and they probably didn't get finished writing it all down when you told them early in the show. Sure, absolutely. Um, my Facebook is Table and Board, B-O-A-R-D, Grazing Company. And I am also on Instagram under the same name. And my website is Table and Board, grazingco.com. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for listening to another episode. I have no idea what next week holds for all of us because, like I said, I don't even know who I'm talking to. And that's okay. And that's what makes it fun. So thanks again, Amanda, for being here. And thanks, everybody, for listening. Thank you.